Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is July 8th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined today by a very special guest, Jeffrey Rosinski. He is the consultant to the stars, right, Jeffrey? Hello. That's what you call me, I guess. <laughs> Like, I don't even know what that means. How many stars do you know, Jeffrey? <laughs> a lot. We'll just say that. Actually, that's kind of a funny thing. Who's the most famous and the most exciting person you've ever met? I think that's pretty fun to talk about. Well, I guess it would be several years ago. I was at the All Candy you know, Snacks Expo in Chicago and was able to talk with Maria Sharapova, ex-tennis star and oh. also owner of her own candy and chocolate company. So that was kind of cool. Oh, my gosh. That is cool. And you knowing candy and being a tennis fan, that was probably a pretty big highlight, especially to that show. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, yeah. And the other thing, Jeffrey, is the Tour de France is going on. And and I don't know if you're following that, but uh, historically, I haven't. I started following it. It's pretty exciting stuff. And uh, it inspires me to get out there and, and work out. These guys are insane. I don't know if you're watching it. Yeah. I saw the highlights of that one crash where they hit one of the spectators on the side. And yeah. one guy had to withdraw from the race because he's got, I guess, a, a fracture in his, in his neck or something like yes, that. Yes. Dangerous stuff. They're going 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. All right. So if, if the Tour de France is not your cup of tea, then you can always tune in to ESPN over the weekend and watch a little bit of the Wimbledon finals. Yeah. Do you have a favorite there? I mean, Nadal's out. Uh, he yeah, tore something. He, was, yeah. he was looking really good. And then I guess he withdrew from the uh, uh, from the, the, the match because of a, a yeah. torn muscle in his abdomen, which kind of means Curios yeah. um, kind of you know, walks right into the final. And I guess the match is going on right now with uh, with Djokovic um, playing Nori. And I guess Nori's the hometown favorite, Brianna Britt. So we'll, we'll see yeah. who, he, uh, who he's face, facing in the final. Well, and um, that Australian has had a little controversy this uh, this time around, and I guess in the past. So well, he finally made it to the final. We'll see if he can pull through. <laughs> there you go. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> well, Jeffrey, I thought today we would talk about natural gas. Uh, for those listeners that don't know, we do work with clients on uh, uh, strategies and information on uh, the energy markets. And I thought would be good an opportunity for you, Jeffrey, to talk a little bit about natural gas. A lot's been happening there. And we're going to do an extended uh, premium version for our IQ subscribers at the end of this. So uh, go ahead and log on to the IQ platform. You can hear a little bit more of Jeffrey thoughts uh, about where the direction of uh, natural gas is going to go, but a lot happening. You've had a fire in early June at the Freeport, Texas terminal. Uh, So I thought we'd talk about that. You had an OPEC meeting. Um, You have some planned shutdowns in Russia uh, for one pipeline that goes a lot to Western Europe. So I thought, you know, with with that and declining futures, we don't say that very often these days in natural gas. Kind of what uh, what are the drivers and what is your outlook? Yeah, so let's dive right into this. So today is the eighth of July, so we're uh, now officially into our second week of of the uh, of the month of July, and we're um, rapidly approaching the midpoint of the summer. And uh, let's let's go back to where all this started back in early June, about a month ago. And you mentioned Freeport, Texas. There's a big uh, LNG, liquefied natural gas terminal there. 
it represents somewhere between 15 and 20 percent of, of the total LNG export capacity out of the United States. And there was a uh, an explosion and a fire that occurred at that facility back in early June. Um, it, it was caused by overpressurization in the uh, in the pipes that go from the storage facility out to the marine terminal, and you know the the fire kind of resulted in a, a shutdown of that facility. And initially, after it occurred, um, the reports were that they would have it back online within three weeks. And then after a more thorough kind of damage assessment and inspection, they said, no, it's going to take longer than that. It's going to be like, you know, 100 plus days before we get the facility back online. And why that's important is that facility is one of the, the primary exporting hubs that is sending gas to both Asia as well as Europe. Uh, Europe, as we know, has come a, kind of come into sharp focus here because of the Ukrainian crisis and the ongoing war. And Russia has obviously started to weaponize some of its exports of, of raw commodities, specifically crude oil and natural gas, to Poland and other NATO members. Um, you could say that that's been in direct retaliation to some of the trade sanctions that have been you know, kind of levied against against Russia because of their aggression over in the in the Ukraine. So. The initial reports were the facility was going to be down for three weeks, but after the, that full assessment that I mentioned, it was going to be a much longer period of time. And I think now the hope is that the facility would be, you know, resuming operations now. You know, best case scenario, sometime in October. That immediately sent natural gas prices lower here domestically in the United States because the good news was the the explosion, the fire did not damage the storage facility itself, so none of the the, the tanks. Um, the liquefaction trains, um, the marine terminal itself. It was only in the in the pipes that kind of lead the nat- liquefied natural gas out to the, the vessels for loading. Um, the facility is still operational. And so I think the thought was that they're going to continue to, to you know, be making uh, natural gas and needing to you know, store it underground. So boosting U.S. supplies or bolstering our inventories which was seen as, as very bearish for the, the natural gas market. So we immediately went from 9 to $9, $9.50 per MMBTU down to about a, a handle of, of $7. So, you know, that's, that's been the result of, of you know, that, that event in, uh, in Freeport on the natural gas markets itself. Okay. What other factors are you seeing out there that uh, are driving? We've seen uh, futures get a little bit lower etc. What, what else are you seeing out there in this market? Well, in the last week and a half, there's been some additional news regarding that Freeport facility. And, and that is U.S. regulators kind of came in as part of the, uh, you know, the, the cleanup and the damage assessment. And they said that there were some violations over safety concerns of the facility, which was, I think, you know, seen as even further kind of bad news for that facility, that they would take longer to get it back online, that they had some, some glaring kind of safety concerns that would need to be mitigated and address, you know, the, the address public safety concerns before they would allow the facility to kind of restart or resume operations. Um, normally, that facility is is cranking out about two BCF per day. If that production is not going to be liquefied and sent via vessel to either Asia or Europe, obviously it's got to go somewhere. And so I think the thought is that that's going to help boost or or increase um, you know storage or inventory here in the United States over the coming summer. But having said that, literally just uh, you know, just this week, we had the latest EIA, um, Energy Information Administration report that came out, kind of showing a very kind of nominal build of only 60 BCF, which was much lower than expected. And so we've had a lot of movement and a lot of volatility in prices of natural gas over the last couple of, couple of weeks. 
Um, two days ago, we were literally up 10 to 12%, and today we're down 2%. Um, so there's just a lot of volatility and, and a lot of movement going around. So I think the, the bottom line is that as long as that facility remains offline, it's probably bearish for domestic supplies for natural gas here in the United States. Um, but very, very bullish um, scenario for, you know, the buyers, unfortunately, over in Europe that have, you know, they've backed away from Nord Stream 2, um, you know, and have not allowed that pipeline to go through further from Russia into Western Europe. And so that now they're even more reliant upon imports of LNG to be able to supply their, um, their demand and their requirements that they're going to need in coming months. Excellent. Thank you. Great recap, Jeffrey. And those uh, uh, subscribers to the IQ platform, stay on because we're going to talk a little bit further, more in depth about the direction we see moving forward with natural gas prices. Uh, And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Biden administration and what they're doing uh, or or not doing or their plans for uh, addressing escalating uh, oil and gas prices, which I'm sure a lot of you out there are interested in understanding. So uh, if you're not an IQ subscriber, please reach out to us. We'll put you on a test drive. You'll be able to listen to the premium podcast that is happening after this. We also have a risk management uh, webinar coming up on July 13th that you can register for on our website at nikini-fodel.com. That's at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our director of risk management, Sean Bingham, will be talking about seasonality and all this cool stuff, which uh, I'm very interested. Jeffrey, you also do Coco. And uh, we can remember back in the days when, um, you know, they told you there's two times to buy cocoa futures and that's maybe not the case anymore. So a lot more volatility happening there. Everybody have a great weekend. Good relaxing weekend after recovering probably most of you from a crazy 4th of July weekend. So until our next podcast, live with an attitude of gratitude, enjoy every minute and moment and take care everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favell's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit McKinney-Favell.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.